You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery. Thomas Miller back. We're going to have a provocative conversation today. <laughs> I'm recording a new audiobook for Fred Dodson, and he talks about this topic in this sense. He's talking about reinventing ourselves, like not getting stagnant with who we are, being the same thing year after year after year with no reinvention. But to shift from that to being fresh and new, you have to give something up. Or let's put it in better terms. You have to quit doing something in order to pick up doing something new, right? And there has been this stigma attached to quote-unquote quitting. Winners never quit. Quitters never win, right? Well, today we're going to do a deep dive on that very topic with an expert who is going to give us a four-step process on how to think about making this shift of so-called quitting. His name is Dr. Stanley G. Robertson. Interesting guy, lives in Chicago, went to law school, got an accounting degree, has authored a number of books, including novels, has raised his family successfully, Kids are up and grown, and now he's written this book called Quit, The Last Principle of Success. His points are very interesting. This is like a deep drill down on like what Fred was talking about in this uh, shorter article that I just finished reading uh, for the audiobook about how to do it. So let's meet Dr. Stanley Robertson, the quit doctor. Dr. Stan, thanks for joining us on Subconscious Mind Mastery. Well, thank you, Thomas, for having me, and I'm very excited about sharing some insights and how your audience can be better quitters. So why don't we roll back to the beginning and tell us a little bit about yourself first. Yeah, I am. Well, right now, uh, I am known as the quit doctor uh, because I'm on a mission to help Americans heal from this notion that um Winners never quit and quitters never win. I think that uh, what we've done is we've created this myth that causes us to be reluctant to give up those things that prevent our success. Uh, my background, I, I have a doctorate degree uh, in business and a law degree. Uh, and I, I work as a CFO uh, of an organization here in Chicago. And I kind of came across this idea uh, that we ought to be quitting just from uh, research that I've done. Well, I can't wait to hear about it. So why is it okay to quit? Well, I think not only is it okay to quit, I think it is necessary to quit. And the reason why I believe it's necessary to quit is uh, that w in life, we go through cycles. There's things that happen to us uh, just through a natural progression. Uh, for example, uh, there are people who have been extremely successful, uh, like The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, the Rock was a wrestler, and we know that he was one of the top wrestlers in the world. He quit being a wrestler, and he eventually became a superstar actor. Uh, of course, we know Schwarzenegger quit being a superstar actor and became a governor. So we know that these highly successful people do quit all the time. Now, in terms of The Rock, for example, he quit wrestling because um, he was at a point where at some wrestling was no longer going to be 
feasible for him because the physical nature of the sport itself. And same with uh, Schwarzenegger. He was an action star, and eventually he had to give that up to do something else in life. So sometimes we have to quit because of our progression in life. In other words, you move from one stage to the other. So that's one reason why it is imperative to be able to quit things because if we stay locked into those things, we put ourselves in a loop that we can never get out of. And instead of advancing in life, we continue to hold on to things that just don't work for us. Now that makes total sense. So that's around the idea of advancement, right? That you are, that you're moving on. What about quitting from boredom? (laughs) Yeah. Quitting Quitting from boredom is an interesting uh, concept. Uh, The thing about it is there are times when we ought to quit and there are times when we should not quit. Boredom is is right on that borderline. We should quit if you're working, let's say you're working a job, you're in a relationship, uh, you're living in a town that you you just don't want to be in. Uh, If that's the case, and you're trying to make a decision, should I quit? Should I give up this particular thing? Sometimes when you ought to quit would be if you consider that that relationship, that job is a dead end, then that's a good time to give it up. If you feel like I dread doing the thing, in other words, in the morning, I'm stressed. In the evening, I'm stressed. In the afternoon, I'm stressed. Then you ought to consider quit doing that thing. On the other hand, you should not quit just because it's hard, uh, it's difficult, or maybe even that I'm bored. Because the fact that you're bored does not mean that the thing that you're doing is not going to lead to your success. Unless, of course, you just don't want to be doing the thing. Because sometimes your our goals will change. For example, if you're playing, uh, we'll take um, uh, Michael Jordan. If Michael Jordan is playing basketball, and he loves the game, he's going to be at the top of the game. On the other hand, if he's bored with a game, that could cause him to drop and to sink. So if that's the case, if the boredom is that such that you just don't want to be doing the thing, you've lost interest in that thing, then that may be time for you to consider quitting. You know, I love the idea that you are... uh... I forget exactly how you put it, but taking the stigma, if you will, out of the winners never quit concept that, you know, that we have to basically stay with something because sometimes, and I I love your point, advancement, moving on. Sometimes it's spirit drawing us into something else, right? And if we get stuck in in our rut, in our routine, then all of a sudden we have this bad wrong philosophy of, oh, if I quit, then I'm bad. If I quit, then I'm wrong, right? Or if I'm quit to explore something like you've done, you have a family, you have grown kids, and you've changed careers. Right. Well, yeah, I I think the number one reason why we do have these problems, see, what we've done is we've taken the word quit. This is a four-letter word, Q-U-I-T. We have taken that four-letter word, and we've turned that word into a negative thing. Now, we know that in nature, in the cosmos, the words are neither positive or negative. In fact, everything in nature is neutral. It's our interpretation. It's what we put onto the word that turns it into either a positive or negative. So this idea of quitting, what we've done is we've taken that 
word and made it into a negative thing. So in other words, quit becomes synonymous with loser. So the word itself is an insult. That's creates this emotional baggage, which makes us not want to quit. So we're doing things that we should give up, but we won't give them up because we don't want to be viewed as a quitter. I noticed in some of your material that you talk about jigsaw puzzles related to this. What do jigsaw puzzles and quitting have to do with each other? <laughs> it's an interesting correlation. So uh, they've done, they did an experiment. Um, scientists have done some research, and they used some jigsaw puzzles in the experiment. They took two groups of people. The first group, they gave, they gave a jigsaw puzzle, and they said to the first group, okay, complete this puzzle until you're done. Then they took the second group, they gave them the same puzzle, and they said, complete this puzzle until you're done. Except when the second group was doing the puzzle, they then interrupted, they stopped, and they prevented them from finishing the puzzle. What they found at the end of the experiment is that the people who were not able to finish the puzzle, those people thought about that puzzle twice as much as the group who had finished what they concluded is that the human brain is hardwired for completion. And in other words, the reason why the group who could not complete the puzzle, the reason why they continued to think about the puzzle is because they were not allowed to finish the puzzle. The group who did finish the puzzle, they were, they were happy. They were satisfied. They felt successful. They went on about their day. So we know that our brains are hardwired for completion, and that's one of the things that prevent us from quitting. Uh, if you're in a bad relationship, you, we are hardwired for that relationship. In other words, we are reluctant to quit that bad relationship because we are attached to that particular individual, and this is a function of our brain. And that's one of the things they learned from that puzzle experiment. Now, I just, just to reiterate a point, and we're not talking about every time you get uncomfortable in a situation that you just toss in the towel, right? Big distinction no, that, here with no, what you're talking about. That, if that's the case, then you, that is what we as a society have labeled, quote, quitters. And I'm, I'm afraid that what we've done is we've looked at, we shouldn't be calling that person necessarily a quitter. Maybe we should be calling that person a, a lazy person or, or something like that. But that, if, if you're going to quit just because, you know, you, you got to a rough spot or every time something didn't go your way, that is not going to lead to your success. But we are not suggesting that you should quit just because something. as a matter of fact, you, that's when you should keep going because that's going to build character. That's going to help you become more competent in your subject area. So what we're saying is that when you are doing things that are um, that are not working for you, your goals have changed. In other words, you don't quit just because out of uh, emotions, you, you quit by making a very thoughtful decision. If you've reached a point where you recognize either your priorities have changed a goal is not going to work for you you this is a dead end you cannot make this thing happen then you ought to do an analysis do a thoughtful approach and then decide yeah this isn't working i'm going to stop and i'm going to do something different but you don't want to do that just because you know out of an emotional decision like oh i'm mad so i'm going to take my ball and go home that's exactly the wrong thing to do yeah perfect to close that jigsaw puzzle loop then related to our decision to make a change 
How, how do you advise when the right time is to make a change to quit something, but yet to complete that loop? Well, the, see, that's the dilemma. The dilemma is you cannot complete the loop. So the idea is to recognize that our brains do not want to give up the thing that we're doing. If we recognize that our brain is hardwired for that, then we can make a a better decision for ourselves. In other words, we can come up with techniques, we can come up with things to help us move on because we realize that I, I, I'm this. I'm just not going to be able to do that particular endeavor. And once we realize that, then we can free ourselves to move on to the next thing. But it, it is important for us to understand that some things we are not going to be able to do. And the in terms of the jigsaw puzzle experiment, if we make sure that we do recognize that, then. Uh, we can move on. But until then, you know, it's going to be a problem because just from a, a psychological standpoint, our brains don't want us to to do it. But we, you, you sort of cannot have it both ways. You're not going to be able to give up the thing and at the same time keep the thing. So you've come up with a four-step process for that you advise people or teach people about effective quitting, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Um, so uh, what I've done is I've, I've read every book on the subject of quitting, and I've studied every report that I could get my hands on. And from that information, I've developed this four-step process on how to be successful at quitting, at disengaging. The four-step process, I used it as an acronym, the word quit itself, Q-U-I-T. So the first step in the process is qu- quit quickly and that's the cue quit quickly which means that very successful people they recognize when something is not working and they in disengage immediately they don't waste time um if you don't if you do continue to engage in something that's not working first of all you're going to prolong the agony and you're going to prevent yourself from moving forward on the other thing. So the cue is quit quickly. Uh, Highly successful people, they quit fast and they quit often. As soon as they recognize it's not working, they give it up and they reposition themselves. And that's the cue. U is to understand the negative emotions. And that's the jigsaw uh, puzzle experiment and, and some other things that happen that prevent us from quitting. So if you recognize and you understand that the negative emotions are there, you can better manage those emotions t- so that you don't get stuck in a rut. Um, so that's the cue. Quit quickly. You understand negative emotions. I is to initiate some new goals. In other words, once you quit something, you have to reposition yourself to do something else. And that's what we mean by initiating new goals. And in the book, there's a there's a discussion about how you do that. And then the, the fourth step is the T, which is transform your behavior. Because once you initiate the new goals, you can't keep doing the same thing you were doing before. You have to learn some new things. You've got to uh, do, and again, there's several steps involved with transforming your behavior. Uh, but you have to transform your behavior to line up with the new goals that you've just created for yourself. If you follow those four steps, you can disengage from anything, whether it's a, a, a job you hate, whether it's a toxic 
relationship, whether it's uh, moving. Um, I, I'm in Chicago and there's so many people over the winter every year who say, I'm going to leave Chicago. I'm going to move to Florida. I'm going to move to Texas or California because the weather is so brutal in Chicago, but they never do. And they they don't do it because they are attached. So whether you're tr- you whether it's a bad habit, whether it's changing uh uh, a location, whatever it is. If you follow those four steps, if you make your decision very quickly and then act on it, if you understand the the negative emotions, in other words, understand the thing that's keeping you from moving ahead, you initiate a new goal. In other words, come up with a plan and then adjust your behavior to line up with those new goals. You'll be successful every time. Well, you know, that fourth point of transforming behavior is a lot of what this podcast is about, right? It's and that is difficult for us to do. It, it's difficult to realize that you are going to have to make some radical changes that your programming is not going to easily let go of. Yeah, that that is correct, because we do not want to let go. And it's not our fault. I mean, we're just we're only human. Right. So it's not our fault. You know, we, again, have been programmed. Our brains are hardwired for that. So and that is part of the problem. But there are many things that we can do to transform our behavior if we want to do those things. Uh, and sometimes those things may not be easy, may be a little bit difficult, but we we literally can transform our behavior anytime we want to. Um, now, we know that there's a psychological aspect uh, in relation to doing things different um, than you have been all your life because we've been trained, we've been conditioned, uh, but you can do it. And transforming your behavior is probably one of the greatest things that we can do to advance our our health, our happiness, our wellness, and our success in life. Let's, uh, if you don't mind, just two quick examples. The big two. Somebody needs to leave a job. What do you advise? Uh, well, again, if someone if someone wants to leave a job, I, I suggest that they follow that four-step process. Number one, if you're working this job, just Make the decision very quickly. But as soon as you make that decision, I would not advise leaving until you find another job. So that would be the number one thing in relation to leaving a job is it. some people quit their jobs like something happened and they'll quit right on the spot. Like, you know what? I, I quit. I'm done. I'm, I'm just going to I don't want to work here anymore. That's not the right way to quit a job. If you want to quit a job, you you need to. Understand that there is a process involved with leaving that job. And the main point, the the number one main point is never quit one job until you have secured the second job. So I would say continue doing the best work that you could possibly do. Get in there, do your job, but continue to look at the same time. When you find the second job, then go ahead and, and leave the first job. And then the second big one, obviously, is leaving a relationship. Yeah, relationships are even more tricky than jobs because of the emotional bond that each individual has. Uh, If you're going to leave a relationship, there's many things that you should do or or consider. Uh, One of the things that you ought to do uh, with the relationship, again, once you recognize that that relationship is not going to work, you do need to go ahead and put in the relationship. But once you in the relationship, it's important to to 
not play games with each other. In, in other words, don't be like, okay, well, you know, we'll just we'll just see each other every once in a while or, you know, or whatever. The idea is to quit. If the relationship is over and you're done with that relationship, then let that relationship be over. Um, that way, both people can understand they can make a, a clean break. But it's very difficult to give up a relationship, in particular, if it is a marriage. Uh, there's this one young lady who I know, she lives out in Southern California. She was married um, to this very abusive spouse she had a baby. He came into the room after she delivered the, the baby and she's sitting on the bed. He reaches down and, and kind of touches her, you know, the excess skin after the baby on her stomach and kind of flips up the excess skin. And he says to his wife, do you think I could be attracted to that? Oh, my. Now, obviously, this is extremely abusive. And, and she was overweight. She, her husband had fat shamed her. Um, she never gave up that relationship because of the emotions she was attached to this, uh, to her husband. Um, but at some point she did get the divorce when she gave up that relationship. She got that divorce. She made a clean break from that marriage. She was able to lose all of her weight. Her self-esteem skyrocketed. She had, um, she became a very successful author and she's done some great things in life, but she was only able to do that after making a clean break from that relationship. So when it comes to relationships, uh, you do need to make a very clean break and you should not do it over the phone. Obviously you should do it in person and you should be uh, very civil in terms of uh, doing it. Well, you've captured all of this in a book. Speaking of becoming a successful author, that's uh, another thing that you have done and done well. And you've captured all of this in a book. Tell us about uh, the, I know, couple of hundred pages with all kinds of examples. And like you mentioned, Michael Jordan and even Thomas Jefferson. People will have to look <laughs> into what what did Thomas Jefferson quit? They'll have to pick up the book to find out. But what, tell us a little bit about the book. Yeah, the, the book is called Quit. The Last Principle of Success. And the, the book is just like what we've been talking about. Essentially, the book is divided into four parts, which is those four steps that we discussed on earlier. And each um, each part is going to uh, discuss what to do and how to do it. And as you mentioned, give give examples of uh, people, of businesses, of, of people in relationships and things like that uh, to illustrate the concepts. Uh, as far as... Um, the the title, The Last Principle of Success. The reason why the book is called Quit, The Last Principle of Success, is we as a society look at quitting as a bad thing. And I take contention with that. I say that quitting is, in fact, something good for us. It's healthy for us. It prevents stress and all kinds of other problems in our lives when we give up things that are not working for us. So I'm saying that quitting should be considered a success principle. We have a long laundry list of things that we considered as success principles. And notably, quitting is not one of those things. In fact, quitting is is the opposite of, in many ways, in, in people's mind, in terms of uh, when you're looking at success. But I'm saying that quitting should be on that list of success. And that's why the book is called the quit the last principle of success and point people to where they can pick one up. Yeah, you can get the book um, either uh, on Amazon.com uh, or, uh, of course, you can visit my website, which is the quit doctor.com. 
All right. Very good. This has been really interesting, and I appreciate the structure that you've brought to this and that you're just making quitting be okay. Yeah. See, I, I think that is the goal. Um, that That's the goal in a nutshell, is that quitting should be okay. I want people to feel free to disengage from anything that is not working in their lives. Amen. <laughs> you go get it, man. Well, thank you for spending this time with us, Dr. Stan. Really appreciate it. Well, Thomas, thank you for inviting me. It's been a blast. <laughs> Take care, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, great. Thanks. And I put links in the show notes so you can click once and go get quit the last success principle. Thank you, Dr. Stan. That was very interesting. I'm going to go find something to quit this afternoon. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm just going to find something and quit because I want to change something and make it better. And that is all about enjoying the journey. I'll see you next time. I'm Thomas Miller. Thanks for listening. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.